How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. This is just another critic. We are in the last week of regular season play for college football. Week 14, as crazy as it sounds, we're already here. And we've got some big-time matchups to go over this week. We're going to start first with the game, right? Ohio State taking on Michigan in the big house. Right now, Ohio State ranked first in the college football playoff rankings. 11-0, 8-0 in conference. Michigan sitting at 13 9-2, and 6-2 in conference, and they've really been trending in the right direction, trending up uh, practically since that Wisconsin loss. We saw them turn it up in the second half of the Penn State game, so a lot of progress, and we've just seen them get better and better uh, by the week, and so... Um, Michigan, they have all the personnel, they've got the guys, they've got the recruits. Finally, we're starting to see them put it together. Can they put it together this weekend versus Ohio State? That's the big question, right? Uh, for those of you betting on the game, Ohio State 8-3 and three against the spread. Uh, Michigan 7-4 and four against the spread. The number is currently sitting at 9 in favor of Ohio State. Over-under is at 50. With that being said, let's quickly jump into statistics and get into my own personal thoughts. Ohio State averaging 49 points per game, defense allowing 10 points per game, offense is averaging 248 through the air and 282 on the ground, defense is allowing just 126 through the air and 91 on the ground. Michigan on the other hand averaging 33 points a game, defense allowing 16 points per game, Offense is averaging 247 through the air and 155 on the ground. Michigan defense allowing just 161 through the air and 105 on the ground. Now let's quickly take a look at Michigan. Starting with their offense, there's a lot to like with this offense. Starting with Shea Patterson, um, really he's been an inconsistency most of his time at Michigan. But really during these past few weeks, they've gotten the best production out of him since his time there. Uh, most recently versus Michigan State, four touchdowns, 380 through the air versus Indiana five touchdowns 366 through the air and of course he isn't going to be playing those types of defenses versus Ohio State um, but it's certainly something to give him credit for it's just something he hasn't done in the past at Michigan so um, that's why it's something to definitely keep an eye on with that being said the bigger weapons on this team, in my opinion, start at the wide receiver position, and that's where they'd have, if they have any advantage, it'd be a mismatch in one-on-one -on -one situations with the Ohio State cornerbacks and jump ball situations. That's with Nico Collins as well as Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, both of these guys, big time wide receivers from a physicality standpoint. Um, I don't know their exact measurables. I just know they're big boys. They're very athletic. And as Shea Patterson's confidence has grown, they've been getting more and more touches. And we've seen what they can do when the ball is placed correctly. And so also in the backfield, you've got big boy uh, Zach Charbonnet, who's been getting better and better. I understand he's a freshman, but right now, 132 carries, 635 yards for 11 touchdowns. He's been giving them good production, and he's really someone that can probably be uh, another Jonathan Taylor type back in the Big Ten if utilized correctly. Now, with all that being said, the biggest question is going to be, you know, how well is this O-line going to hold up? Right, because that's probably been one of their biggest vulnerabilities early on in the season. And um, I mean, like I talked about, this offense as a whole has gotten better. But this is going to be obviously the best defensive front and the best college football player that they've faced in Chase Young. And 
how do they how are they going to game plan for that they gave up four sacks versus michigan state i think two just a week ago versus indiana so their their play has been somewhat spotty but has been better um than we've seen in past games and earlier games where they were uh pretty much getting dominated at the line of scrimmage we saw that in the wisconsin game but that's the biggest question mark in this game. What type of protection Shea Patterson will have? What type of holes Charbonnet is going to be able to um, really take advantage of? And if that's even going to be there. Now, looking at the defense, that's pretty much um, kind of been the same story with the defense. They've been trending in the right direction. They've been getting more production out of their guys. Statistically, we take a look at what they've been able to do, um, starting with the Penn State game again allowing just 101 on the ground and 182 through the air versus Penn State, shutting down Notre Dame for 47 rush yards, 133 through the air. Maryland, 129 on the ground, 104 through the air. Um, It's kind of been a consistency just a week ago, taking a look at Indiana, 97 on the ground, 224 um, through the air. I understand We've got to, you know, take those with a grain of salt because those aren't really, really great offenses that uh, Michigan has seen throughout the past three weeks. Notre Dame is kind of a very spotty team, so it's really hard to um, gauge just how good they were going to be coming into that game because you don't know what Notre Dame team you're going to get on a week to week basis. So with that being said, while they have played well. I understand they haven't played very good offenses, so this defense hasn't necessarily been challenged throughout the past few weeks. Maryland, Michigan State, Indiana. I understand that. Um, but with that being said, these are things that they haven't necessarily been doing early on in the season. So while it hasn't been done against the greatest of offenses, it's being done in general. And so that's always a good sign when you can begin to see that progression, begin to see that production. Because like I talked about, they weren't even getting any of that early on in the season. So getting it right now before the Ohio State game, um, trending in the right direction, it's a good sign. Um, Are we going to get that same type of production uh, versus an elite team? an elite offense like Ohio State, we're going to find out, right? Sometimes these games bring the best out of people, bring the best out of teams and players, and we're going to find out if that's going to be the case for Michigan this weekend. One of the biggest things to keep an eye on when watching this defense is some of their vulnerabilities at the line of scrimmage, right? Um, This is something I talked about in the Wisconsin matchup, and Ohio State pretty much has the same personnel to do what uh, Wisconsin was able to do to Michigan. They have the big boys up front at the line of scrimmage on offensive line. They've got the running back to really just wear down this defense and run the ball um, and find success running the ball. I think the some of the best strengths of this Michigan defense is probably at the second level with their linebackers. Guys like Khalid Hudson, Josh Uche. Um, and so if they're able to, they're really just going to have to play way more discipline in their gap. Um, gap control and just being able to uh, really fill those holes because I I think really Ohio State like I talked about they have the personnel in order to really just decide to dominate at the line of scrimmage and run the ball Um, but at the same time they can spread you out and force you to vacate those areas which opens up areas of of exposure for JT uh, excuse me JK Dobbins and so because they're able to go to a spread spread you out they're gonna they're gonna force you to sit safeties back and if you don't do that if you decide to play man to man and fill the box like they talked about a week ago they have a dual threat quarterback and he can essentially leave the pocket everyone's in man-to-man coverage downfield so they're not looking for him 
they're looking at they're they're staring man to man so they're gonna be uh sticking with their guy no matter where he goes and so that opens up spaces for uh justin fields to take take advantage of so while this defense has been trending in the right direction i don't think there's gonna be necessarily a way to stop ohio state for four quarters and to be fair i don't think anyone really has that ability this year to stop ohio state because of how many weapons they have um, but I think they're just going to have to play a bend, not break type of role and find a lot of success in their red zone defense, really making a lot of stops in the inside the 20. Because um, mo- for the most part, Ohio State is going to be able to find success between the 20s. Now, quickly touching on Ohio State, pretty much the same case as last week. There isn't much I can tell you guys about this team that you don't already know. I said it last week, they don't have any vulnerabilities. Really, the only way they're going to lose a game is if they hurt themselves like they did last week versus Penn State. Three fumbles, three turnovers that essentially turned into 17 points. Um, And other than that, it was pretty much dominated by Ohio State. That game easily should have been 28-0 at the half um, or 28-0, you know, early in the third quarter, whatever it might have been. Um, but Ohio State practically dominated that game versus Penn State in all phases. Um, it was just the turnovers and shooting themselves in the foot that essentially gave Penn State a way back into the game. With that being said, I think the two biggest advantages Michigan has in this game, first, they're playing at home, so their crowd noise can certainly play a big part in affecting Justin Fields in that offense, being able to change plays at the line of scrimmage, having that clear communication with his wide receivers and whatnot. If they can disrupt that, they can make... Uh, make things hard on Ohio State and Justin Fields. Second advantage is their wide receivers, right? They have a great matchup with the Ohio State DBs. Not that these DBs aren't great, but like I talked about, these these wide receivers for Michigan, they're just big, they're physical, um, and they're able to really beat you in a one-on-one type situation because of their physicality, their stature, their athleticism. They're really just a full package. And so if um, Shea Patterson can make the right plays, put the balls in the right position, and just give his guys a chance to make plays, I think more times than not, those guys are going to come up with big-time plays. With that said, as far as how I see this game playing out, um, I think the biggest X factor that no one has found an answer for has obviously been Chase Young, and I don't expect Michigan to find an answer for him this weekend. And so while I do expect Michigan to find some sort of success with their 50-50 balls and with you know utilizing their wide receivers' advantages um, in one-on-one situations, I'm just not sure, and I don't I don't expect... Shea Patterson to have a a decent amount of time in that pocket because of Chase Young's ability to really just get to the quarterback. Not only that, because of Ohio State's ability to not have to send extra defenders, it just makes it harder on quarterbacks because they're able to sit more guys in coverage. Offensively for Ohio State, obviously there's just too many weapons to account for. Not only at the wide receiver position, you've got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. And then at the same time, you've got to have somebody spy Justin Fields so he doesn't leave the pocket. Um, I just, there, I just like I talked about against Penn State, there's just too many weapons um, and there's too many ways for Ohio State to win this game and not enough ways for Michigan to win this game. If Michigan does win this game, it's all going to come down to turnover margin, being able to um, utilize opportunities and take advantage of opportunities when guys are handling the ball loosely or taking advantages of error throws, tip balls at the line, turnovers, 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 and putting your offense in positive uh, areas on the field. 
And not only that, but just playing very well defensively in the red zone. That's going to be the the three or however many keys I just listed off that they're going to need in order to win this game. Um, But with that being said, obviously I've got Ohio State winning this game like the majority of people around the country. I think Ohio State wins. My final score, Ohio State 34, Michigan 13. Once again, my final score, Ohio State 34, Michigan 13. With that being said, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you guys have different opinions, drop them in the comment section or wherever you're listening to this. Um, Yeah, with that being said, thanks again for the support. Thanks for listening to the end. This is just another critic. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. Signing off. Peace. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they get my heart.